The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. It is 7 o'clock, and I know we're not all back yet here. I'll try to talk slowly, but uh, I want to welcome everybody to the chambers tonight uh, for the business meeting of the Kalamazoo City Commission for April 4th, 2022. First thing on the agenda, Clerk Boiling, please call the roll. Commissioner Decker. Present. Commissioner Hess. Here. Commissioner Hoffman. Present. Commissioner Juarez. Here. Commissioner Pradle. Present. Vice Mayor Cooney. Present. Mayor Anderson. Here. Thank you very much, Clerk Borlane. So we just finished uh, a very important and moving Committee of the Whole meeting, which I think has created a special energy for this evening. And to continue that for our open, opening ceremony tonight, we are honored to have a member of our Foundation for Excellence Board here, as well as the Reverend for the People's Church, uh, Rachel Lomberg, for our invocation. So please uh, rise for the invocation and then remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Sources of reason and radiance, sources of courage and compassion, we gather tonight 
to do the work of our city government. Tonight, we ask that you move through our minds and hearts and words and actions. Move through those of those gathered here, our elected leaders, our city staff, the members of our community. May our leaders be guided by their deepest integrity. May we all know that tonight's business is not abstract ideas, but has the power to bring more equity, more justice, and more joy to Kalamazoo. May all of us know that we are called to love the part of the world we can reach. And may we act with wisdom as love's hands, love's feet, and love's voice today and all days. May it be so. May we make it so. And amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Reverend Lomberg. Appreciate it. We do have a proclamation tonight, and it's going to be read by Commissioner Hess. It's uh, celebrating the 33rd anniversary of the Gilmore. Uh, is there anybody here from Gilmore tonight? All right, good. Please come forward, Commissioner Hess, and I will go down with our proclamation here. It really gives me great joy to be able to read this proclamation on behalf of the Gilmore. Um, it is a gem in this community, and um, I'm really looking forward to a lot of the events that are coming forward to us in the next month or so. A State of Michigan, United States of America proclamation celebrating the 33rd anniversary of the Gilmore. Whereas in 1989, the trustees of the Irving S. Gilmore Foundation announced their wish to honor the memory of Irving S. Gilmore a local businessman and philanthropist by creating some of the most unique and significant awards for pianists anywhere in the world and a biennial piano festival to celebrate keyboard music. And whereas the Gilmore established the Gilmore Artist and Gilmore Young Artist Awards and the Larry J. Bell Jazz Artist and Young Jazz Artist Awards to provide talented pianists with generous support to advance their careers and whereas creation of new music plays a vital role in the Gilmore's overall mission with nearly every Gilmore International Piano Festival premiering newly commissioned works, many of which are commissioned by Gilmore artists and Gilmore young artists with their award funds, and whereas the Gilmore provides a robust music education program for all ages in Kalamazoo, I'm shrinking, and surrounding communities, including piano and music instructions at three elementary schools, the Kalamazoo Juvenile Home, K. Reese's Young Adult Program, and the YMCA of Greater Kalamazoo. And whereas, throughout the year, the Gilmore works with local organizations and key stakeholders to present concerts and programs that foster a sense of community and inclusivity in area schools and neighborhoods. And whereas, the Gilmore International Piano Festival and the Classical and Jazz Concert Series 
present world-class performers for music lovers in Kalamazoo and neighboring communities throughout the year. And whereas the biennial Gilmore Piano Festival attracts national and international audiences of 35,000 in person and 5 million virtually, presents performances in 27 venues in 11 Southwest Michigan cities, and impacts the local economy by $4.3 million. <coughs> now, therefore, on behalf of the 54th City Commission, I, Jean Hess, on behalf of David Anderson, Mayor of the City of Kalamazoo, do hereby congratulate the Gilmore on their 33rd anniversary and call upon the City of Kalamazoo residents to show support for the Gilmore's concert and education programs. Congratulations to you all. Hello everyone, my name is Pierre van Westhuizen, Executive and Artistic Director of the Gilmore. I'm joined here by Elisa Carroll, our D Director of Development, and Oliver Hal, our Vice President of our Board of Directors. On behalf of the staff and the Board of Directors of the Gilmore, I want to thank Mayor Anderson, uh, Commissioner Jean Hess, and the entire City Commission for this true honor and this exciting proclamation. We are so grateful to have been part of this community for more than three decades and appreciate the opportunity to share a bit more about who we are and what we do. Since the first festival in 1991, the Gilmore has attracted tens of thousands of visitors to Kalamazoo. Every other year for a series of concerts ranging from classical to jazz to pop, lectures, films, masterclasses, and workshops featuring some of the world's top musicians, including Emmanuel Axe, Yo-Yo Ma, Van Cliburn, John Legend, Tony Bennett, and so many more. It got its start through the initiative of the Gilmore Foundation, which has been its biggest supporter for all these years, and to which we are incredibly grateful. The organization launched the Gilmore Award, a secret process that bestows the largest prize of its kind for piano, $300,000 every four years, and shines the spotlight of the global artistic community on Kalamazoo by way of these Gilmore artists. The organization has grown significantly over the years, from mostly volunteer-run to a multi-layered structure that administers and operates four core programs, as you've heard, the Gilmore Awards, the festival, a commissioning program, and our educational programs. And in the past two years, we have grown significantly yet by adding online offerings and expanding our awards program through the addition of the Larry J. Bell Jazz Artist Awards, which will also be a $300,000 award to young jazz pianists. This coming festival kicks off this Friday with Gilmore Young Artist Yuja Wang at Chinnery Auditorium and continues April 24th with Herbie Hancock, Pink Martini, Diana Krall, Emmanuel Axe, Shaco and Isata Kanemason, Lara Downs, and so many more. More than 200 musicians, over 100 events in venues all over Kalamazoo and the greater Southwest Michigan region. We pride ourselves in reasonable ticket prices and virtual options to be as accessible to the community as possible. And we have a very special student ticket program, only $7 for most events, and free rush tickets to students starting one hour before the concert. Students must present a valid ID to participate. I hope everyone here and those watching online will join me in spreading the word 
about this unique and world-class event right here in the heart of Kalamazoo. It's a true cultural gem hailed by NPR as the largest gathering of piano talent in the Western Hemisphere. And I most certainly hope to see all of you there. Thank you again. Thank you very, very much. Commissioners, you have before you the agenda for tonight's meeting. Are there any changes you would like to see? Seeing none at this point, is there anyone in the audience that would like to speak to an item that is on the agenda under item G? That's the consent agenda. If so, please let us know. Seeing none at this time, we'll move forward with our agenda. Next is communications, Deputy City Manager Chamberlain. Nothing tonight, sir. Now is the opportunity for public comments. We'll start with uh, folks that are here with us tonight in the chambers, and then we'll check and see if anyone has called in. Is there anyone in the commission chambers this evening who would like to make a public comment? You'll have three minutes. Please state your name and whether you live in the city of Kalamazoo. Thank you. Hello, hello, there we go. You gotta get real close to this thing. Um, I love the piano. I grew up with a piano in the house and I never learned how to play it. I played trumpet. And then in high school, I tried doing a trick on this really little bike and the handlebars went through my face. And I couldn't play trumpet anymore. I got knocked two teeth out, I had stitches on my lips, it was ugly. But I didn't love band. I love science Olympiad. I love science. I liked reading. I wasn't very good at it because they always tested you to write and I can't write very well. But like storytelling, I enjoy that. And when I went to college, I started to try to actually learn how to play the piano, but nobody would teach me and I couldn't afford to take lessons because I was poor. I grew up poor, poor. I grew up where we used to go rob Goodwill at 9 p.m. <laughs> Remember when they left all the stuff outside? Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Some of you are shaming me right now. And I would bing, bong, bing, bong. And I would just hit keys until it sounded good. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to remember that one. And then this really cute girl came, and she showed me some like cool bars. And so that motivated me. And then she came back, and we kept playing for like the rest of the year. And then I realized that like music can really affect you emotionally and it can help you to express yourself creatively in ways that nobody's really judging you because you're not using words and nobody's going to judge you because you're sad. Maybe the way that you express your sadness with words, but music is great. And so I moved to Kalamazoo and I used to play the two pianos that they had in the bottom of the hotel over here. And then because I played them, they got rid of them. <laughs> so then I used to go to the church over here, and I would play, and then they didn't allow people to come in and play the pianos anymore. So then I went to the church over here, and they don't allow people to play their piano. So then I went to the Epic Center, and you have to take lessons to be able to use the pianos. And there are no more public pianos. So finally I found someone that was giving away a grand piano on... Craigslist for free 
ended up spending like a hundred bucks to move it and got some buddies dinner and we moved it in a truck and it was great. So now I have a piano in my house. It's fantastic. But um, it would be really cool if we could embrace as a community some of these things that we just heard, this diversity of culture and community in a way that people that don't have the means, because you know Kalamazoo's got a lot of broke people and rich, a lot of rich people too. Um, maybe we could work out a deal with those people that were just here, or the Gilmores. Anyways, thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. Is there anyone else who'd like to make comments? Next, please. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Vice Mayor, Commissioners, uh, I'm Bo Snyder, 1342 Lama Road, Kalamazoo. Uh, I am one of about a 105 and growing local volunteers from voters, not politicians. I'd like to speak to you today about Promote the Vote 2022, a citizen-led uh, effort to protect voting rights and to modernize Michigan elections through a ballot initiative to amend the state constitution. You'll be seeing volunteers circulating petitions on clipboards like this one throughout the end of June to put the proposal on the ballot this November. Promote the Vote 2022 is supported by a broad nonpartisan coalition, including my organization, Voters Not Politicians, the League of Women Voters, and almost 20 others. Our work builds on the work in 2018 to modernize the election process in Michigan, which included nonpartisan redistricting no-excuse absentee voting, and same-day voter registration. Our proposal would modernize uh, Michigan elections in several ways. First, we would add early in-person voting for at least nine days. You'd be able to vote at your clerk's office or a voting center, run your ballot through a tabulator, and you're done. If you're an absentee voter, uh, if you always vote absentee, you'd have the opportunity to apply to always receive an absentee ballot for all future elections. Drop boxes would be mandatory for each municipality in Michigan. An improved tracking system will allow voters to receive text or email updates on the status of their absentee ballot. If the signature does not match, the voter must immediately be notified. And military and overseas voters have an extra six days for ballots to be received if postmarked by election day. Now, uh, to protect the election process from partisan interference from either party, election audits would be conducted only by election officials. Board of canvassers must certify elections based only on votes cast. And courts can always be used to adjudicate disagreements and challenges. Broad language is added to the Constitution to protect voting rights. Michiganders will have, quote, the right to vote without harassment, interference, or intimidation. Finally, uh, Michigan's requirement to vote with an ID or a signed affidavit to verify identity will remain in place. We feel it's important for our elected officials to know about this citizen-led initiative. And finally, thank you for your service to our community. Thank you, thank you very, very much. Uh, I'm just going to uh, take a, a brief uh, break here something I should have said at the beginning, just to remind people who would like to call in and, and offer comments, that will occur after our in-chamber comments. The number you should call is 
382-9556. That's something you should do now during the comment period if you'd like to make a comment. Next, please. Hi, I'm Denise Anderson. I'm Emma Beatty with a twin. I'm Emma Beatty. And we have concerns with the Edison neighborhood community. There's issues with some people that are drowning. I can see there's, they're drowning and they're bringing the neighborhood with them. And I'd like to get them some help, but I don't know where we can get them help. They have, we have one family that has many people living in the house. Two, yes, two. Um, we have another that has uh, people parking in front of their house until the cutoff at 2 a.m. And then they come back. Um, there's trash everywhere and these families need to, someone needs to help them and I don't know where they can get help. Where can we help them go? She gets three minutes. Get Just three please minutes. make sure everyone can hear you if you speak into the microphone. Oh, so. okay. So do I get three minutes and she get three minutes? Okay. You can do that, sure. Okay, thank you. Okay, so my pal here, um, <clears throat> we try to dil diligently pick up the boulevard. I'm tired, okay? I'm tired of picking up other people. The kids run out of their shoes. I don't know how you run out of your shoes. Boom! And the next thing you know, they ain't got no tennis shoes on. And they're in the middle of the boulevard. Bless their heart. Okay, so I think the problem lies in... Denise and I have talked about it. It is the homeowners, the people who own the property. We want the city to do more and hold them accountable because I'm tired of holding them accountable to the point where it's going to lead to some fisticuffs. So I'm like you. When I get angry, I swear, and I'm a sailor, okay? But at this point, it, we've lived in the area for 29 years. The, the, the price of our homes are going down because <clears throat> we have two households that feed the children. They're on the property. They're, um, they don't care about whose property they're on. They think I'm mean. They call me Miss Emma. They refuse. You can't pay them to step on my lawn. I work hard for my lawn. But the point is, it's not even about that. It's about respecting other people's property. City managers, council, please start holding. Thank you. Clip Borling, is that mic on? Yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Okay. I mean, it's, it's horrible. We get drive by shootings. Yes, carjackings. Police running in my yard with check. fights. Fights. How many fights we've broken up for children is ridiculous. Yeah. 
So if you can address things, sending the memo out to these people that are feeding these kids, please do that. I don't know if you can. Can you do that? So this is an opportunity for you to express concerns or ideas to the commission, but it's okay. not an opportunity when we'll discuss it. But okay. I will suggest that, that you definitely make sure you leave your contact information. And I know there's city staff in the back of the room that can get that from you right now so we can further identify the issues and, and make a connection there. Okay, because we've called CPS on these people and nothing has been done. Yeah. Okay, okay. thank you. Make sure thank we get you. it. Thank you very much. Next, please. Good evening, City Commissioners. Good evening, uh, City Attorney Robinson. Uh, my name is Beckett Jones. Uh, I'm currently a criminal defense attorney here in Kalamazoo uh, in the city. My office is a few blocks away from here. I live in Portage, Michigan. Uh, I came here very briefly. I won't take too much time. I'm running for the 8th District Court vacancy uh, that is going to be left by uh, Judge Wester as he retires. Uh, I'm making my rounds to city commission meetings uh, throughout uh, the county, um, and I'll stay here throughout. Happy to have a conversation with anybody on the commission or anybody in the gallery here uh, following uh, the agenda. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Jeff Messer, city resident. Uh, I would like to remind the people uh, watching at home that if there's any items on the consent agenda, which are the items under G that you wish to have the city commission vote on individually or otherwise discuss or ask questions about, uh, you can still do that up until, the, uh, up until we actually begin reading the consent agenda. Uh, you can call in and, um, and ask for whatever item to be, to be removed. Uh, that's the way it was before when we had virtual meetings. Now that we've gone back in person at an earlier meeting, um, there was a question about that, and uh, City Attorney Robinson pointed out that uh, citizens can request to have items removed from the consent agenda up until we actually begin the consent agenda. So uh, to that end, I would like to note that uh, when Ben Stanley uh, was speaking, he ran out of time, and he indicated to me that he would like numbers uh, 10 and 11 removed from the consent agenda, please. Um, also, um, the previous people were talking about trash in the Edison neighborhood. Uh, maybe Commissioner Hess can address this during her comments, but um, I think there's a citywide Earth Day cleanup coming up on Saturday following Earth Day. Uh, Earth Day is April 22nd. I think that's a Friday this year, and that would make the Sunday following April 24th. Uh, Commissioner Hess, during her comments, she can, she can clarify that. I think they're meeting at Mayor's River Front Park. All I know is when I did Art Hop on Friday, I went into the uh, the B the B the no wait the B no waste place I keep uh, B special okay um, I always have a hard time remembering that name um, they got they've got a calendar in there I've ne never been in there in that in that shop they've got a calendar in there of environmental related events coming up and so I saw that uh, there's that cleanup coming up I'm not sure if that's in if the city if that cleanup is in the um, view from the curb newsletter. You need to shake your head. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, when the commissioner Hess does her comments, you might want to talk about that uh, specifically, that that cleanup. And uh, hey, you know, one one thing that's nice about uh, more non-motorized transportation, particularly walking, is Commissioner Hess has done it. I think Commissioner Prado has done it. 
Um, when you're out walking, um, you know, uh, some of us pick up trash, and that's a great, great thing that everyone can do. Um, you know, and as soon as you're old enough to walk, one year old, get it, make it a habit for your family, and that's a really a great thing you can do for the community. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else in the chambers that wants to make a comment this evening? See no one. Andy, do we have anyone who's called in? Caller, please state your message. You have three minutes. Hi. My name is Tina McClinton. I live on Lake Street. I am calling. I live in Southtown neighborhood, the neighborhood that no one will recognize as a neighborhood. And I was calling because of the fact I was wondering, are you ever going to recognize our neighborhood? Are you ever going to fix your sewers and your storm drains in Southtown neighborhood? Because when we flood this year, we're going to get you back up of your sewers because your storm drains flood the streets. And then they back up the sewers, and the sewers back up in our homes and in our streets. I have been asking this board this question for six years now, and I still have not to this day gotten an answer why this keeps happening to us and no one seems to fix the problem. The city got a whole lot of money to fix things. Why won't you fix the problem? All I hear is build, 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 tear down green spaces building floodplains, but you don't fix the problem. We get trapped for three, we get trapped three to five days in our neighborhood. If there was an emergency, we would just die because we can't get out, no one can get in, and no one seems to care about this problem that has been going on for the last six years. Ever since 2017, we've flood two to three times every single year, and it's not just water. It's sewage. And now that this oil diesel spell in the river was never cleaned up, so when it floods again, we're going to get diesel, we're going to get sewage, and we're going to get uh, water from the river, which is contaminated because there's a no-touch advisory on the city, on the river. I just want to know, is anybody ever going to address this problem and recognize us as a neighborhood? I mean, we're always ignored. It, it, it's frustrating. I've been trying to fight this battle for six years now. No homeowner of Kalamazoo should have to deal with this. Please, fix your sewers. Fix your sanitary sewers. Fix your storm line. Please fix it in our neighborhood. We can't afford to keep putting in a furnace every four years and a water heater and let alone the damage it does to your home. We are a poor neighborhood that struggles to make it. And, and we struggle even more because now we have to pay for a new furnace. We have to pay for a new water heater. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Mm, bye.
All right, thank you. I want to thank Andy Miller from our city IT department for handling call-in comments this evening. Thank you very much. Next is the consent agenda. Deputy City Manager Chamberlain. Yes, Mr. Mayor. First item on the consent agenda is approval of a supplemental change order for traffic signal maintenance supplies in the amount of $146,000, bringing the new contract total to $226,000. Next is approval of a supplemental and change order to a professional services agreement with Jones and Henry, Henry Engineers, LTD, for documents related to rebidding of the interceptor biofiltration odor control and mitigation construction project in the amount of $125,000. Next is approval of a three-year contract in the amount of $151,404 with iParametrics LLC for consulting services related to the city's use of coronavirus state and local fiscal recovery funds. Next is approval of a one-year contract extension with Alexander Chemical Corporation for the purchase of liquid chlorine cylinders in the amount of $216,975. Next is approval of the purchase of an Elgin Pelican Street Sweeper from Bell Equipment through the My Deal Cooperative Purchasing Program in the amount of $238,981. Next is approval of a professional services agreement with Prine and Newhoff for the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy Drinking Water Revolving Fund Water System capital improvements in the amount of $264,350 and also amend the water capital improvement plan for anticipated DWRF funding by the same amount. Next is approval of a three-year contract with Best Way Disposal Incorporated to perform monthly residential brush pickup during the months of April through October in the amount of $395,010. Next is the authorization for the city manager to enter into contracts with ice control salt suppliers as awarded by the state of Michigan for the 2022 to 2023 winter season requirements in the amount not to exceed $500,000. And next is approval of a contract with Alkama Excavating Incorporated for the Angling Road Culvert Replacement Project in the amount of $814,500.90. Next is adoption of a resolution setting forth the salaries of the city commission appointees, the city manager, the city attorney, the city clerk, and the internal auditor effective, effective April 4, 2022. Next is adoption of a resolution setting a public hearing for May 2, 2022 to adopt the program year 2022 action plan as required by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Next is a adoption of a resolution of support for local bridge program funds for the Gull Road Bridge. Next is a reappointments to the Environmental Concerns Committee for terms expiring January 1st, 2025 for the following individuals, Ian Magnuson, Robert Leakes, and Sharon Deaver. And then finally is approval of the minutes from the City Commission meeting of March 7 and March 21, 2022. That is all, Mayor. Thank you, Deputy City Manager Chamberlain. Commissioners, the requested action is a motion to approve items 1 through 9 and 12 through 16 and authorize the City Manager to sign all documents on behalf of the City. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made by Commissioner Hess. Supported by Commissioner Decker. Oh, made by Commissioner Decker. Motion made by Commissioner Decker. <laughs> 
Supported by Commissioner Hess. All right, supported by Commissioner Hess. Thank you so much. Clerk Borling, please call the roll. Commissioner Hess. Yes. Commissioner Hoffman. Yes. Commissioner Juarez. Yes. Commissioner Pradle. Uh, yes, but I'll abstain on G13, <clears throat> nature of my employer, Community Homeworks, which has been a recipient of CDBG funds uh, for quite some years. Vice Mayor Cooney. Yes. Mayor Anderson. Yes. Commissioner Decker. Yes. Thank you very much, Commissioners. The motions, all the items on the consent agenda are approved. Now we have two items on our regular agenda, Deputy City Manager Chamberlain. Thank you, sir. The first one would be what was formerly G10, it's now H1. Approval of a contract supplemental with Five Star Energy Services, LLC, for the 2022 Northside Number One Non-Copper Water Service Replacement Project in the amount of $1,466,072. And may I just want to make a note that actually these two items, uh, we'll handle them separately, but they are related to each other. So um, we do have staff in the audience, but that is the first item. Thank you very much. Is there anyone in the audience who would like to comment on this item? I tried so hard to be nice. I said nothing but nice things. And then I was like, oh, wait, I just forgot real quick. This is bullshit. I could say that. Or else that would be favoritism, you know, or whatever it's called. I wanted to, I was asking about someone else, about these two items that I asked to be taken off. Um, because it looks like there's already a contract with a substantial amount of money that's already spent or allocated or whatever. And it looks like there's a new contract to add to that one. And then in addition to that, there's a whole other one. Is the way that it looks. And I don't know if you guys are just kind of cutting it up. So we have like, oh, like $3 million. That's pretty reasonable to redo all of the pipes for the whole neighborhood. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money, but it's pretty reasonable as opposed to like 30 million. I don't know. I don't know. I try figuring these th things out, but I'm not super smart. It takes me a long time to figure things out. Davey, stop. Come on. And it's just frustrating. When you try to be really, I just asked, I filed a FOIA and you guys denied it. It was really dumb. <laughs> And so I talked to a lawyer. I had to talk to a lawyer. And he said, oh, yeah, we could just sue him, or you could file an appeal with the head of the agency. And I know with the county, when I file an appeal, it goes to the chair. So I would think that's the mayor. But I don't know. The city's a little different. Maybe it's the city manager. I don't know. But nobody knows. Nobody wants to find out and share that information just so I can say, hey, this is why I think that it should have been granted. And then you guys can be like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. And then that'll be the end of it. But I can't because I don't know who to send it to. So the only other option is to sue you. And 
attorney fees are covered, so it's not too hard to find a lawyer to do that, as long as it's a reasonable request. But I don't understand when people try to be nice, and they're just like, oh yeah, could you just take those two things off? Why you gotta be like, oh, your three minutes are up! <laughs> Sorry, very nicely, very politely though. It starts with you, as Dorla just said. It starts with you. Lead by example. Thank you very much. Is there anyone else who'd like to comment on this item? Uh, right. Just as from a staff report side, do you want to provide a little more uh, context here as far as two contracts and, sure, and why it's working out that way? Uh, actually, this is, this is a really great news item here. Uh, this is related to our lead line replacement program for, that we've been talking about uh, for the north, north side part of the community and going into part of Kalamazoo Township. This is actually the contracts to get the work done. So uh, Director James Baker uh, of the Public Services Department is here tonight as always. Um, and he can explain why this is in two separate actions. And I'll give you the short answer, and he can give you the longer answer. But the answer is we had bids that came under contract, I mean, under our amount of funding that we had available, and we're actually able to do more work. So, James, if you could explain how this is, why it's split up into two contracts. Welcome, Director Baker. Thank you. Thank you, Your Manager Chamberlain. Um, Yes, so the two contracts in front of you, essentially it's one contract and then a supplemental, which is essentially a change order uh, to add more work uh, to that contract. Those two items together represent our first phase of a multi-phase project within North Kalamazoo area with a goal of replacing 2,000 lead services within the Northside area. Uh, that represents approximately $20 million of work. Uh, this initial phase starts off with approximately $5 million of work. And so we, we bid uh, the project in quantities that would represent approximately $5 million in, in work. Uh, the responses that we got back from contractors came in at about $3 million. So we left essentially $2 million on the table. And that's what that supplemental is, is our attempts to come back to the contract to award $5 million worth of work. So with this $5 million worth of work, uh, we're gonna get after approximately 600 lead services um, encompassing an area including approximately 37 streets in the north side, which work will commence this year uh, and, and get away w with that work. So um, I can take questions specific to that or you know how we kind of put this, these contracts together, be happy to answer any of that. Any questions for Director Baker? Vice Mayor Cooney. I did have a question. Uh, didn't we get some kind of a grant from the state on that too? Correct, so the, the, this $5 million uh, is a, a grant, it's Booker Fund grants from the state of Michigan. Uh, we, this is all part of a project plan that was submitted uh, to Eagle, um, and that's a, a funding mechanism that the water system uses to get either low interest rates loans uh, principal forgiveness, that's essentially like a grant or other, you know, potential state uh, resources to help uh, with this lead service work in Kalamazoo. 
Thank you, Director Baker. Any other questions for Director Baker? Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank very you. Much. So, commissioners, the item you have in front of you is the approval of a contract supplemental with Five Star Energy Services, LLC, for the 2022 Northside Number One Non Copper Water Service Replacement Project in the amount of $1,466,000. 172. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made by Vice Mayor Cooney. Support. Supported by Commissioner Pradle. Any discussion? Thank you very much. Clerk Borling, please call the roll. Commissioner Hoffman. Yes. Commissioner Juarez. Yes. Commissioner Pradle. Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney. Yes. Mayor Anderson. Yes. Commissioner Decker. Yes. Commissioner Hess. Yes. Thank you, Commission. The motion passes. Deputy City Manager Chamberlain. Next item on the regular agenda would be related to it. It's approval of a contract with Five Star Energy Services LLC for the 2022 Northside Number One Non-Copper Water Service Replacement Project in the amount of three million one hundred forty-five thousand four hundred forty-five dollars. Thank you very much. I don't believe we need to have a separate staff report or discussion on this item. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made by Commissioner Hess. Support. Supported by Commissioner Juarez. Any discussion? Seeing none, Clerk Burley, I'm sorry. Uh, Attorney Robinson. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the opportunity for public comments. Sorry. Failed to recognize that? Yes, please. I gotta wait for the microphone. Oh, there it goes. Okay. I should have just let you do it. Somebody from the public already answered my question about who the head is. Because the city wasn't able to. It's David. And if you deny it, you guys, the court shall. We got someone's going to be a judge here pretty soon. The court shall award $1,000 if you deny a record that's public. And there's lots of case law saying what is. This is so annoying. I was just reading through some legislation last night. I used to read through it a long time ago because it was so boring. <laughs> it helped me go to sleep. And now it's become interesting. It keeps me up. I'm sure you guys have all have that, David, with housing. You probably have that. At first it was monotonous and boring. And now you're like, wow, this is really integral, really important. That's how I feel about mental health. And so I was reading through legislation about when you abuse somebody, and there's different ratings. Clyde can explain it to you. It's 15 points if you do it to a person who's um, like way smaller than you, way, way more susceptible. It's 10 points if the person has a mental disability. 
It's five points if the person was asleep. And when I was reading that legislation, I just found out that Michigan 75050B, I normally use 75502C for Maisie, but 75050B makes it a felony. If you intentionally cause somebody to feel a, a substantial amount of mental distress, specifically regarding service dogs. In the state of Michigan, it's a 10-year felony. Those park rules, we'll get to it. We'll change them. We've been talking about that since November. October, oh my gosh. It's really good what they're doing to clean up the pipes. I'm happy about that. Thanks. Thank you. This is an opportunity to speak on this very particular item. Yes, please. You all are doing an amazing, okay? So don't let anyone take that away from you. Because I couldn't do what you do. I don't think any of us out here could do what you do. But my question is to uh, Jim Baker. Hey, Jim, are you guys planning on moving that over to the south side, or is it just going to be over on the north side for the pipes? I can answer that. This, this particular. OK. Oh, OK. okay I'll, I'll just uh, yeah, provide an answer. The idea is ultimately to get the whole city. This particular project is geographically north side. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And thank you very much for taking care of them because um, they up to. Thank you. Is there anyone else who would like to make a comment on this agenda item? Seeing no one, we have a motion on the floor. Clerk Borling, will you please call the roll? Commissioner Juarez. Yes. Commissioner Pradel. Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney. Yes. Mayor Anderson. Yes. Commissioner Decker. Yes. Commissioner Hess. Yes. Commissioner Hoffman. Yes. Thank you, commissioners. The motion passes. Next is reports or legislation. Deputy Manager Chamberlain. Mr. Mayor, we don't have anything formal tonight, but I did want to just kind of point out again that you know, tonight the city commission was asked to approve about $7.5 million in work. And as we talked at the five o'clock meeting, it, this is really the work for the people. And so I just wanted to, number one, just kind of, again, acknowledge the work that goes on here every day uh, and thank you for your support um, because this is the way we, we get it done week after week after week. And at the end of the day, it's, it's about the people that we serve here. And uh, we had a very full five o'clock meeting with some great presentations. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Hoffman, for helping to set up the, the Cradle Kalamazoo uh, presentation. Uh, and I also wanted to thank uh, Director Bonner of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion. I think she's no longer here in this meeting. Uh, Tanessa Patterson, who's the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Coordinator, and Assistant Chief Vernon, uh, I'm sorry, uh, not Green. Yeah, Victor Green, uh, for his assistance on this too. Um, because at the end of the day, again, uh, the work to serve the people of Kalamazoo, 
that gets done every day by the, about the 650 employees of the city of Kalamazoo, uh, that we have a duty to all of them. And so again, just wanted to point that out, thank those staff, and again, thank you all for your support tonight. Thanks very much, DCM Chamberlain. Any report, Attorney Robinson? No, Your Honor. Clerk Borley? No, Your Honor. I, I will ask you a quick question then, Clerk Borley. I know we have an election coming up in the uh, beginning of May, right? So about a month off at this point. Any special instructions as far as voting in the city? Uh, absentee ballots are available now. Uh, and if people are on the permanent list and they've returned their applications, the, that mailing went out, oh, about a um, week and a half ago. And uh, you know, also, and anyone that's turned in a request, those ballots have gone out. So um, if you turn in a request, be looking for it in the mail. Um, and we do have drop boxes. We have four drop boxes around town, plus the one behind uh, City Hall. Uh, so yeah, uh, we encourage people to vote. If you have questions, you can um, uh, go ahead and call um, our 311 agents. They're fully able to send applications to people and take care of that. Um, our office at City Hall here is also open for people to come in and, and get their ballots. Thank you very much, Kirk Borling. Appreciate that. At this time, we'll hear from commissioners who want to make comments. Commissioner Decker. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I just wanted to, to again thank Comel for giving us that awesome presentation on the Cradle Kalamazoo. Uh, Dorla Bonner and or Director Bonner and Ryan. Uh, I'm very excited to to be a part of some of the, the classes that you guys have suggested that, that the commission takes. Um, I also wanted to give a, a shout out to uh, Director Baker and his team. It was a couple of weeks ago I went and did a tour of the waste management facility and the water facility. Um, it is really a phenomenal thing to see. Um, hopefully, you know, during the summertime, you know, you can take your kids out there, just even just by yourself, just going to see that massive um, buildings and, and, and what they do every day to keep our water clean and safe. And I know you guys are working with that oil spill that happened, and a thank you for that, you know, keeping our water safe, keeping it clean. Um, I do want to echo what um, Deputy Chamberlain said regarding, you know, what we do is for, is for the people, for the people of Kalamazoo. Some things may not be done as quickly as everyone would like them to be, but change is happening, things are progressing. Um, you just have to be patient. Um, I, I know I feel that, you know, a lot of individuals probably say that you've been doing this forever and forever and forever. Um, it does take time. You can't snap your fingers and you can't, you know, wish it into existence within 24 to 48 hours. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you, Commissioner Decker. Commissioner Juarez. Ah, you switched it up. In time to So, um, Commissioner Prado and myself had an opportunity to meet with the new executive director of the Edison Neighborhood Association, and we will continue our listening sessions in uh, the Edison Neighborhood April 30th um, at, at 2 o'clock, noon to 2. From noon to 2 o'clock, April 30th, at the Edison Neighborhood Association. If you live in the Edison Neighborhood, you should be there. Um, and it's again uh, the commission listening and just having those sessions to hear what the community is saying 
um, and to take into consideration um, their concerns. And so um, if you're available on April 30th from noon to 2 at the Edison Neighborhood Association, please join us. Um, that, that being said, I'm super excited about the work that's being done behind the scenes with some of the commissioners on some of these committees, uh, with the Gun Violence Committee and the Youth Development Committee. Ho uh, our next meeting, hopefully we hear some good news about what's taking place with that. Um, especially with the gun violence and the youth stuff, I think that's moving a little bit faster than usual. Um, seven weeks, about seven weeks, you know, and to see where we're at with both of those committees and see uh, the amount of money that's going to be allocated to see that work being done is super, super exciting. Um, appreciate all the organizations and, and the people who are working on um, uh, remediating gun violence and to slow that down and stop that and the people who are working on youth development um, is super, super important. And so I just want to lift that work up um, with some of my colleagues here and, and to just keep your ear to the ground for what's next and what's coming up. Thank you very much, Commissioner Juarez. Commissioner Huffman. Thank you, Mayor. I will yield my time back to the community. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Prado. Cool. Thank you, Ms. Mayor. Um, for those of you who weren't able to participate in our committee the whole meeting uh, this earlier this evening, uh, uh, Director bon um, Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Director Bonner, uh, had a quote. She said. Uh, it's not a, it's about transformation not transactions and you know, that, that quote really resonated w with the work that we do here because it, it isn't instantaneous uh, this work takes uh, time and it's a uh, you know as, as for former mayor hopeful used to say it's a masterpiece in progress and uh, I, I even in just this short amount of time of this uh, 54th Commission have seen so much transition in motion uh, for this community and I wanted to give a couple examples and these are the kind of things that these don't make headlines you know but these are big things that impact the work that we all care about so one example I think I talked about before earlier was that uh, that we refinanced I think it was like 72 million dollars worth of bonds and it saved taxpayers millions of dollars by doing that just because management had the foresight to say hey we should do this we should take advantage of this opportunity because that means we can do more aspirational things and more things that need to be done for the community and we just we got an update from city manager's office on, on Friday talking about bond ratings now bond ratings for a community this is huge stuff folks right this is like you know credit score that we have in our lives you know but for for a city and how we can we can conduct business the city underwent three separate bond rating calls with S&P Global so there's what's called the city's general obligation debt rating and they said that they're going to maintain that at a double uh, a negative which is with a stable outlook they rated that because of strong management, good financial policies, a 20% fund balance of operating revenues, cash liquidity, and increase in balance of our FFE. That's awesome, right? So they gave us a, a good positive outlook with that. But the one that was really great to hear was that our city's utility funds, which is their water and wastewater, each received a double, double A minus with improved outlooks from negative to stable. And the biggest factor, they said, was the willingness by the commission to increase rates to support capital improvements to catch up with aging infrastructure. That's big, right? That means that we can do more uh, to improve our community's infrastructure and our aging community's infrastructure and do it at a more affordable cost. And those are the things that aren't going to make headlines. That's not going to be front page news, probably. I wish it would be. But 
Those are the kind of stories that make the things that we want to see happen, investing in youth and gun violence. When, when there's more money in the coffers to do uh, aspirational work and work to, to um, improve our community, that matters, that makes a difference. So I just wanted to make sure to lift up those things that sometimes don't get uh, uh, noticed that much and, and make sure to lift up about how big of a deal that is. And it speaks volumes to our city's management that they're doing that work that, that uh, you know, you're not going to people see people lined up against the wall to talk about. So that's all I have for tonight. Thanks. Thank you, Commissioner Prado. Commissioner Hess. You know, I continue to believe that Kalamazoo is this amazing city of education, and I've just received some tonight. Even though I got that information, I wasn't able to put it in those kind of terms. So thank you, Commissioner Prado. I appreciate that. Um, the uh, Yes, uh, Clerk Borling, I did receive my ballot, and it's going to be uh, in the Dropbox soon for the May 3rd election. And if you don't know, the May 3rd election is two... Um, Two items, one is for the Kalamazoo Public School millage, which is mostly for infrastructure for aging Kalamazoo Public Schools, and then also a renewal of our county law enforcement. So please vote, and this is, that's the, that's the work of the people, is voting. So please vote. Um, I was able to, talk, to attend last week um, uh, We Talk at uh, Western Michigan University. Um, we talk is uh, critical conversations that are being had in this community that are transformative. Um, this one was with Dave Isay. Dave is the um, the president. Uh, he has started the conversations called One Small Step um, in uh, an initiative where one person talks to one person and they realize that they have more in common than they have separate. So I'm excited to see this kind of work, and this kind of work is going to come to fruition in Kalamazoo, and I'm excited to see that. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's we have to be patient. These conversations are going to happen. Uh, one small step is an, out, uh, an outreach from StoryCorps. Some of you may have heard of StoryCorps and NPR. But that's going to happen here in Kalamazoo, and let's have these critical conversations. And I believe that, again, as we've refer referenced Director Bonner's uh, report that these conversations are going to be critical to our growth and our transformation as a city. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to the folks at WMU and Fetzer who have put that together. Um, I was able to attend the opening, uh, the, the grand opening, the ribbon cutting for the Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries uh, transformation, the project um, on March 25th. So I just want to congratulate Pastor, um, Pastor Brown and all the staff and folks there for their tenure, again, long term, it was 10 years in the visioning and the planning and the building process and the fundraising process. So um, it has finally come to fruition for mostly women and children in our community. So thank you to Pastor Brown. And then also, um, as Jeff Messer asked, uh, I did, I, I, it wasn't in my comments, but I can put it in my comments. I. I Clean Up Kalamazoo is on April 23rd, and it's a KRVT Earth Day cleanup. And meeting is, is it starts it goes from 10 to 12 at the Arcadia Commons. Other places where you can realize uh, Earth Day events are at KalamazooEarthDay.com or NatureCenter.org. So please participate. Uh, all of April is Earth Month, so please, please keep it clean. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Hess. Vice Mayor Cooney. 
Thank you, Mayor. Um, I have three things tonight. Uh, first of all, um, the Gilmore. I, I can't play anything, but <laughs> I love beautiful music. And what a gift the Gilmore Festival is to our community. It is just so wonderful. And, and um, I thank them for keeping the prices, the regular prices, uh, much lower than they would be if you went to any other place. But I wanted to mention to Ben what he was talking about, about people who are low income. Um, I heard him say tonight that they have some tickets are $7, which is for low income people, but also they have several events that are free, many events. One of them is what they call master classes, where they get these wonderful pianists and they work with a student um, and they go over how to play. It's just to, to go to one of those things is really uh, amazing to, to go to. So thanks, Gilmore, for what you're doing there. Secondly, um, I wanted to honor um, a member of our community whose funeral was on Saturday, Brenda Stubbs. Brenda Stubbs was a warrior who worked with Isaac and would often show up in her wheelchair, uh, but she was always there and always had a smile and did wonderful, wonderful things in her life. So I, I just wanted to honor her. The third one is bad news. Um, I was in a meeting this morning for, uh, it was kind of a half day retreat for shared prosperity. And there was a, a, a member there from the United Way. And um, the United Way has a program called ALICE in which they measure people that are working but not earning enough to really take care of their families in a decent way. It's called ALICE because it's assets limited, income constrained, employed. These are people that are working but not, not making enough to support their families. So they, they did a study and it was just released today and it's called Alice in Focus. And what they're looking at is um, people that are below the poverty line, and then you add to them the people that are not below the poverty line, but are working, but not making enough to support their families. So when they look at that, when they look at this, they combine the city of Kalamazoo and Portage together. So that's a disadvantage to us because we're not going to get this true statistics. But when they combined the city of Kalamazoo and the city of Portage together, 59% of children are living in families that are either below the poverty line or below the Alice level. But when they look at kids under the age of two years old, 76% of the kids are living either in poverty or in Alice families. And then they only break it up demographically when they look at black children <coughs> under two, two and under, it's 85%. And when they look at Hispanic children, two and under, it's 89%. I say to you, that is an emergency. That is a crisis situation. And I don't know how we could do anything 
more important than to address this issue. Thank you. Vice Mayor Cooney. It, it is certainly a, a blessing for me to get to speak last because uh, virtually every topic gets covered. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. I feel like we share the same brain and uh, things that people bring up are things that I might have spoken about if they didn't bring it up, whether it's the work, everything, all the comments that people made. So I just, I want to say just a couple things related to that is that this business meeting is by no means the only thing that this group does. And you brought that up, uh, Commissioner Juarez. Uh, the work that everyone does outside of this meeting, hours and hours, and that helps inform your decision making as you sit in this seat. So I guess I just want to say thank you. We all can't go to everything, and that's why there's seven of us. Commissioner Decker and I had the opportunity to go to opening of a black-owned business downtown. New thing is the old public safety station space. Vice Mayor Cooney there opens on Farmer's Alley uh, for a wonderful celebration with a lot of people there. Support that business, right? And I never feel like when we go to things like that that everyone needs to be there because we are all representing this body together. I appreciate that very, very much. We care about this community that we live in. It's my pleasure to serve with you. And I know for the basketball fans in the room that we will have uh, lots of time to drive slowly and not have to rush and get back for an event that starts in uh, a little over an hour, I guess, right? Important event. 920, yes. <laughs> I love you, Kalamazoo. We are adjourned.